Hello, and welcome to episode 49 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I get to know some of the nicest and funniest people from the internet. They are the Friends of the Show. This week's friend is my old hometown pal, Greg Alsop, at Other Greg Alsop. It's always great chatting with Greg, who is a talented musician and the drummer for one of my favorite bands, Tokyo Police Club. Although he doesn't use Twitter much anymore, we talk about the old days when he did. Greg tells us what it's like touring in a bus and answers some great questions sent in by our listeners. Thank you to everyone who sent in a question to at FOTSPod on Twitter. When you're standing there, it's Friends of the Show, episode 49 with Greg Alsop. It's dangerous to get calm. You need some nerves to work from. It's good energy. It's not good to have no nerves. You'd fall asleep on stage. Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk, old Saul Goodman himself, old Mr. <laughs> Show. <laughs> what a great quote. That's our first Bob Odenkirk quote, I think. Yeah, oh, really? Good. Yeah, so thanks for that, Greg, and welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I le- when you told me to find a quote, I literally just searched quotes from people that I like for probably 20 minutes. And then I was like, <laughs> I-, I don't know. I just couldn't find anything. I was like, ah, Kurt Vonnegut. Ah, no, I don't know about that. And then I was like... <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, it was like hard to find like a good balance. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go like inspirational. I don't want to go uh, too cheesy or anything. But I don't know. I think, yeah, Bob Unkirk's a good quote uh, <laughs> person to uh, pull from. Yeah. You, yeah, you didn't mind reading that quote. Didn't feel too embarrassed <laughs> to share that. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, it's, and I mean, it's true. I like, uh, I like what he uh, is talking about there. It's like, it's true. Yeah, you need, uh, you need nerves to work. I think you need nerves to work from for anything. So uh, he speaks the truth. So it's a from base from truth, and you got to have that. So yeah, when you're performing, if you don't have nerves, you're like this. This ain't right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think like then, what are you, what are you doing? Like it's just it's like about being alert, and you kind of need like nerves and everything just like to prove you're engaged like even right now i have a little bit of nerves i think so uh even though we've known each other for many years and have talked many times <laughs> um yeah there's just like a slight tit of nerves in my uh, stomach right now so uh, That's good. hopefully i won't fall asleep dangerous to get calm <laughs> it is dangerous yeah <laughs> i'm on high alert right now on the podcast all right well for the listeners i should say uh i'm incredibly excited because this uh this week's guest is the first person i asked to be a guest on my podcast that at the time did not exist and then did not exist for quite a while after that also the person <laughs> who introduced me to podcasts when he recommended i check out a little show called wtf and i guess he's the reason why we're all here today uh he's a neighborhood chum one of the nicest folks I've ever met, and very funny to boot. Welcome to the podcast, Greg Alsop. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be a friend of the show. Friend of the show, you made it. So probably not your first podcast, right? Because you're in the biz. <laughs> Been on some podcasts. I don't know. You know what? I, this might be. I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I can't think of like any other podcasts that I've done like this where yes uh (laughs) maybe i've been a clip or segment in an interview within a a longer form podcast but no i think this is this is my first 
exclusive like podcast this. exclusive debut. yeah long form <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you very much for doing it because yeah you are the first person that i asked when i was like uh, if i did a podcast would you come on and you said yes so i was like all right well there's a, at least one person <laughs> so there's a reason <laughs> to do it <laughs> so that sort of started it all and yeah you were the one who told me to check out wtf and that was like the first podcast i downloaded and i started to listen to it and i still listen to it you planted the seeds <laughs> Well, I'm happy, <laughs> happy to be the inspiration, or I guess the inspiration of, uh, you know, proof of concept. If you're going to do it, at least there's one person to do it with. Yeah, yeah that's what but, I, was, I mean, yeah. you've had a, you've had a, you've had a good run. You were just telling me I'm, I'm number 49, guest number 49. Yeah, that's it. We're wow. almost there. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're almost at the big five two. <laughs> that's the fifty two, like fifty two weeks in the year. Yeah, one year. I mean, one year of doing it. I mean, you've uh, you've come a long way, for sure. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has listened to the earlier episodes and then listened to later episodes, hopefully it's better. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's better. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's how they usually go. Yeah, it is weird whenever you like listen to like episode one of a podcast. It's always kind of or episode one of anything, like even uh, TV shows. The pilot is always like, huh, okay. And then, yeah, by like season three, it's like, oh, I see where this was going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were talking about, uh, I think, with Amanda Rook Perrin, like the whole first season of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. maybe like not even the pilot, a whole first season. But then after that, yeah. amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, it takes sometimes it takes a bit to, to find your groove. Yeah. Well, you found your groove. I think you're in the groove. Found the groove. And now we got the <laughs> primo guest for when I actually kind of know how to do it. So this is great. So let's get into it. Yes. We are friends. We knew each other before Twitter, which is weird. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> some, what are some local refs? Newmarket, Aurora, Hall Landing area. Shout out. Um, yeah. Shout out to Tatlow's oh. local. Shout out to Tatlow's <laughs> local. Yeah. Local Park Ave, Sand Road. Sand Road. What up? The old hood. <laughs> yeah. Old neighborhood. We we're like neighborhood chums. You were sort of uh, mm-hmm. friends in my brother's like friend group. Uh, and then mm-hmm. la- later on, got to know you. So it was nice to uh, become friends with you. And it is great. It's great to be pals with you. Yeah, I always like uh, whenever I get back to Ontario, catching up with you and uh, your brother and cousin. You have uh, you have an excellent family and your family's house, your family family house. Uh, yeah, back <laughs> onto my family's house. So uh, uh, yeah, it's a good connection. I remember the first time I met you. I think was like it, I guess it would have been like 1999. I think. Mm-hmm. And we were partying around as the- such. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was getting up to Y2K because I remember you saying like, you know what, I'm just going to, for New Year's Eve, I'm just going to sit in a lawn chair <laughs> with a tall glass of Pepsi and just watch the world come down or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I was like, what a cool guy. <laughs> what a confident, slightly older guy. Yeah, yeah that sounds like <laughs> that a, does sound <laughs> sounds like an appropriate view of the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like, well, if Y2K happens, here I'm going to be. Yeah. Tall glass of Tall Pepsi. Tall glass of Pepsi, sponsored by <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> like That's the commercial, like me sitting on a lawn chair, like on a, my roof. Just <laughs> generation mm. next yeah, yeah generation next. a question mark at the end who knows yeah <laughs> yeah those early days were, were quite fun running around the neighborhood um mm-hmm. i remember a couple of jam sessions around town at your place um that yeah was, that was fun uh yeah i think you did you uh 
I think you introduced uh, us to ska music. <laughs> yeah, that could be. I definitely had a yeah. ska phase uh, and have an appreciation yeah. <laughs> for the genre, right? Big fan of yeah, real, real big, big fish, fish janks, and uh, and the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real big fish, underrated band, great. Uh, I still I still enjoy a good real big fish. Uh, listen to every once in a while. Yeah, you know, I'll throw them on every once in a while. It's like a it's a good nostalgia hole to kind of jump down. They they kind of yeah launch in from that. It's a little easier to go back into, uh, like, the ska hole than the new metal hole. It's friendlier. Yeah, yeah. It's like on a summer's day, people aren't going to be too upset with that playing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't throw in Significant Other in the same way. Follow the Leader doesn't really have that same pool party vibe. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, what else we got here? So you are, we mentioned, very funny, and you've done the stand-up comedy. I have seen it. You hosted a long-running show, Comedy at the Ossington, with some great uh, comedy people, uh, Steph and Sarah, who are great, and Sarah just uh, moved to New York, Sarah Hennessy. Oh, is she in New York now? She just moved, like, last week, and check her out. Oh, wow. If you're in New York... Get get out there and see Sarah Hennessy on a stage near you. She's finally making it. Good for her. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, her album's fantastic. Uh, I think she just taped a a new special a few weeks ago. I remember some people were going there, uh, or I saw something about it on Facebook, but uh, wasn't able to make it out. But no, she's fantastic. I, I wish her all the success in the world. She makes me laugh harder than anyone else. Yeah, agreed. She's one of the best. Um, and the Steph that I was mentioning, Steph Kalliner. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jeremy. Jeremy was the yeah. fourth, the fourth horseman of the comedy at the Ossington <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, we do rain down terror <laughs> and fire and brimstone and in a small <laughs> back room of... Uh, downtown toronto bar so yeah that show uh legendary show it was um like in his prime it was like the hot it was always like the hottest lineup just like the best lineups of all the best got people who are in the city and the venue the ossington is the like one of the best comedy spots to check out shows so that it was just the best it was like the best show it was great i was so happy to do it for uh, as long as we we're able to do it yeah i think we ran it for about four years and I don't know I liked what I liked about it was that it was half booked and then half open mic where yeah there's that great energy around like an open mic where anything can happen (laughs) but an entire show of open mic it's like it's a little too much chaos and there so to kind of like it's to have that controlled chaos is great where it's just like okay you know what we're gonna have five people who we know we love are solid crowd love and then five people who could who knows who could like amazingly surprise you or really shock you and say something <laughs> terrible but who knows yeah yeah they could shock you in different ways yeah uh yeah, yeah. i saw some very interesting acts <laughs> at at that show <laughs> but it was uh yeah it was always always a great show no matter what it's a cool room too because you're like you're right there at the audience like i mean if even if you i don't know if you have like 20 25 people like it's packed. Like you can't fit that many people in there. So it's just like if when it was like really packed, like if someone like, I don't know, Chris Locke was there, uh, Mark Little or something like someone, you know, you, you really love like and everyone shows up like 
the mood in that place. Like it's brick, it's sweaty. Yeah. Everyone's kind of hot and stuffy, but I don't know. Yeah. I miss it. I love that show. Yeah. It's great show. Great room. So everyone go check out comedy at the Ossington when you can. Um, (laughs) And uh, you've, you've done your share of stand up. Like you did it for a while. And uh, I remember one time when we went to see you at a little show uh, and we were the only people (laughs) at the show. (laughs) Yeah. I think I did a lot of shows where there is uh, very few people. Um, Yeah. That's kind of part of it. I think is uh, learning how to try to make a very small amount of people laugh um, in kind of an unnatural way it was uh it, it was interesting and that's the first time when i was just like oh yeah there, there are shows like this where it's like there's nobody here it was like it's just us literally it was <laughs> just us yeah most of them are shows like that like and, and especially like early on when you uh yeah when you're inviting friends down or when you invite like family down yeah <laughs> uh, like it's it's really bad when you invite like your parents down to a show like oh i've got this cool show like uh yeah i'll come down and get there's like people i'm excited to have on and then it's like just your parents it's just your parents <laughs> hanging out while there's seven comics all saying things that you wouldn't want your parents to hear uh, <laughs> and then you also saying things that you wouldn't really want your parents to <laughs> yes, hear there's yeah, that whenever too. you have like a yeah it's 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 a weird uh moment the first time your uh mom hears you say a dick joke <laughs> it's not uh it's, it's real, not pleasant but it's, it's a, a good uh <laughs> it's like a comic rite of passage bonding moment <laughs> yeah all right and um you also had an affiliation with the fun time internet gang who do fun mm-hmm. internet videos so tell us about that though i watched one today uh the six dads one. Oh god <laughs> I love that video. It's yeah, very that's funny. One of my favorites. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for everyone to watch that video. You can click on it right now. It's great. Yeah, fun time. I mean, those are. Um, I mean, all the people that I ever really did comedy with were, you know, friends from high school, friends from university. Um, that's how. That's how I made friends. It was like either through doing music or doing comedy. Like the the best friends that I have are people that. I try and create something with that's the it's the I don't know it's the best way to kind of bond with someone you just kind of you start having that um really like creatively fueled like unhinged conversation about something like talking about music that you love or comedy that you love and I don't know it's just such a great way to uh, bond with people so fun time internet was uh Dave Hodgson's uh, started that. Um, I guess well, they were still in university. I had left by that point and just started doing videos. We had some ideas. Uh, I bought a camera with him after that because we had a couple uh, ideas and I think they didn't, I don't think they had access to Ryerson's uh, equipment locker at that point <laughs> anymore. So yeah, we spent, I think, $900 on like a three chip camera. Uh, and then just started going for it and it was cool it was like a it's a great way to i don't know keep up with friends it was a cool way to be creative video takes forever that's the only downside of it it's video there's so much like lighting editing acting trying to write a script or find a script get takes it's you gotta uh, do it all that's the only thing that's a real (laughs) bummer yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta do it all um but when you do it when it works it works and so everyone go check out uh, funtime internet 
Facebook.com. And all the videos are out there. So you also yeah, uh, <laughs> created a character, Babe Sheckler. No, no, no. That's Dave. It is Dave. <laughs> oh, because I was looking at the Babe Sheckler tweets and I was like, this doesn't sound at all like Greg's voice. No. <laughs> Dave's like the mastermind behind all that. I think Dave and uh, Jeff Webster, they um, they powered that whole thing. I, I mean, in coming up with great people to write with, uh, Dave is one of my favorite joke writers of all time. He just can come up with I don't know, just kind of the perfect line for everything. He's almost like a Dave Letterman in that same kind of way where, you know, he just like, you'll see him just kind of be sitting there quiet for a while and then he'll just, I don't know, land something like that. So, um, yeah, Babe, she- <laughs> Babe Sheckler was like a, a genius uh, idea of his for, uh, I can't even remember how he came up with that. I think it was a character when they were doing a, a student radio show with, uh, it was like Jeremy Mercer and uh, Aaron Zorgel. Uh, they had a show called like Shut Up and Listens, and he was maybe the show's producer or manager or something <laughs> like that. But right. yeah, really just gruff, like <laughs> almost like used car salesman type. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just no like nonsense businessman. Uh, yeah, Babe Shackler's this wild character uh, <laughs> who has a, a Twitter account, and some of the tweets are kind of wild. <laughs> uh, here's a Babe, Shack- Babe Shackler tweet. Got tossed from the brick for excessively testing the lazy boys. If they can't hold up to a buck knife, shouldn't be on the floor, my two cents. <laughs> yeah, it's just everybody's like a loud, maybe drunk uncle. Yeah, super annoying. Uh, apparently, <laughs> it's a social no-no to wear a Detroit Red Wings jersey to a wedding. Sorry, but it don't get any classier than Stevie Y. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of the Don Cherry of Twitter, yeah. I would say. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, that's, yeah, at Babe Sheckler, everyone. Mm-hmm. Check, <laughs> check it out. Dave Hodgson. Um, and I guess you're also in a band, Tokyo Police Club. Got a new song, New Blues. Mm-hmm. Just got back from a little jaunt with Matt and Kim. Matt and Kim, yeah. Yeah, we were out with them for uh, a little over three weeks um, from Minneapolis all the way down to Charlotte, North Carolina. And yeah, just got back from that yesterday. Nice. And so now you're back. Thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast today after you, uh, after the long, grueling days of tour. <laughs> <laughs> they are long. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I don't know. It's like, tour is like, it's grueling to a, yeah, there's like, it's fun. You know, it's all about the show. That's like the the weird thing about um going on tour and getting off tour is that when you're going on tour you kind of you're the rest of your life just pauses and it's all about just every day just like all we have to do is do the show and then and then you're good as long as the show happens you're fine everything else is just kind of uh i don't know gravy if you can get it done or um not worth worrying about. And then as soon as you get home, like I was going through this today, it's like, I don't know, I guess this is my show. I guess this is the one thing that I have to do today <laughs> yeah. is <laughs> talk to you on this podcast. Cause, uh, yeah, like I, it's hard to figure out like, okay, what do I do for life now? Like I got up and I showered, but I don't have like a good to-do list. Maybe I have to get groceries, but I haven't, figured that out yet so it's hard to uh it's hard to get back into normal life it's really hard getting back yeah 
Because you go from go, 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 that that always got somewhere to be, to not got that many places to be. Yeah, I have one place to be, and, and that's <laughs> a room in my apartment right now. Yeah, there's just like, yeah, you're traveling so much, you, you're all, there's this group mentality of everyone to, and like you're, you're definitely like sick of each other, but now I kind of like miss everyone a little bit. It's, a we- it's, it's uh, weird. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I am happy to be back home now um but it's uh yeah you always need like a a day of transition i find where you're just uh i don't know just looking around just totally unsure decompressing yeah decompressing for sure watch some west world into the west world eh? (laughs) new season just premiered hbo get it yeah (laughs) yeah these are good plugs yeah Yeah. we (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully we'll get you some revenue dollars from HBO and The Brick. Are <laughs> yeah, those, the Brick. Those are the two big. So those are the two big brands. But more to come as this show goes on. <laughs> All right. Speaking of great recommendations, uh, you have given me great recommendations when I go traveling because you're such a pro traveler traveling with the band i had the best burger of all time at a place that you recommended so that's why i always take your recommends very seriously so appreciate that and i think we'll get to that later but right now we'll get to your story and that is entitled first tour on a bus right so yeah we're um i don't know just think about it because uh we uh, we do the majority of our tours just in a van like a van and a trailer kind of like a a regular i don't know 12 seater passenger van and um people is like ask like oh are you guys on a bus and you're like no i'm not on a bus right now uh and then it's kind of i don't know you think about like the rock and roll lifestyle it's just like oh everyone's on the tour bus and the tour bus is it's like glamorous place of like i don't know parties and uh, i don't know drugs and alcohol and like and it's not it is like not that at all it's (laughs) there's the tour bus is like it's 12 usually like grown dudes like living together in like maybe like the a nice rv for (laughs) a month and the first time that we were on a bus uh we were touring in europe and the uk and the the bus company was called why not it was like why hyphen not so it was like why not why not get a bus right yeah it's like that kind of budget like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> already off to a questionable start and it's just yeah. the title of the name of the company yeah why wouldn't you yeah. get a bus yeah you can afford this one yeah <laughs> So we uh, we are on this bus and we had like uh, two drivers uh, on the bus and they uh, everyone would like tour together. They would uh, take turns like driving. One would sleep kind of like in the hull of the bus while the other one was driving. And um, one of them, the uh, I forget his name right now. We'll call him uh, I don't know Eddie or something. Just like you know, like kind of like hard uh, nosed like Englishman. Every time he would have a uh, a night off where uh, it was like his time to like have the night off on the bus at like 10 PM. He would go out and get like a six pack of like very, very strong Belgian beers. <laughs> yeah. Like the ones that are like 13% and then like go to the back of the bus where you, there's like a TV and a hard drive. And, um, he would like go through it and then be like, Oh, Chronicles of Riddick. I heard that's real good. 
and triple X. Cool. This seems great. And you just started like downing beers and watching this show like super loudly. Well, we're trying to like sleep like in there. We had like, we had just like finished a show or whatever and just like loudly do it and then get blackout drunk, pass out while Chronicles of Riddick is on. I guess, yeah. I forget which one started first. Is that the first or triple uh, yeah, X first? That's the first one, right? Okay. So you'd get into the second one, get pass out drunk and then the next night when you have a night off, he was so like blackout drunk that he would forget that he'd watch that movie. So it would be the <laughs> same cycle again for like, this was like six weeks of this guy just like every like night, he was like exact same, like kind of groundhog day of like, wow. get these like six pack of like really like strong Trappist beer, go to the bag and be like, oh yeah, Chronicles of Rain. I heard this is a good one. I'll watch that. That is nuts. That's like an episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like Black Mirror. Yeah, that's Mirror. the new Black Mirror, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So every night he's like, I just don't remember the ending, mate. Uh, I can't yeah, he didn't it. even remember he'd ever watched it. He has no like idea of like, it just like would just wipe his entire memory clean. And then he'd be like, oh yeah, this sounds good. I'll try this one. Wow. That 13% beer is like the neuralizer. <laughs> It is. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you don't even realize like how much alcohol you're getting. And there's yeah, like yeah. those monks really like to get the job done. I mean like six tall beers would be good. Like that would be uh, enough probably <laughs> to get you pretty drunk. But then when you double the double plus one, the yeah. like alcohol percent, <laughs> that's a lot. It's wild. So, I mean like, and that's like, that is bus life. Like that's tour life. Like where you kind of are in this groundhog day of like every day, being kind of the same thing like you're you wake up and you're in a different city but it's like kind of the same part of the same city where it's like sort of on the outskirts and like everything's kind of industrial and there's not a lot around there and then like you have to like set up your stuff and do sound check for like 40 minutes where you like just hit a snare drum for 20 <laughs> minutes and then you play the same three songs then you go and have like two hours where you find the one burger place that's nearby that looks decent and then you go play the show which is like the (laughs) highlight it's the best part yeah and then afterwards you're just kind of like okay now i have to tear everything down and put it back in the van and do the exact same thing over again so it's amazing (laughs) yeah amazing (laughs) the life the dream right that's the dream the loadout that's the dream loadout is the dream oh yeah the loadout is the dream (laughs) yeah yeah playing Tetris in the in the back of a trailer is the funnest game. So you didn't love the bus, and now you're about that van life? The van life is so good. It's better. The van is right. amazing. Well, yeah, because you can, uh, one, you can, like, go explore. Like, you can uh, decide to kind of, like, go off trail or, like, see, uh, I don't know, like a roadside stop or, like, a, try a barbecue restaurant that you heard was really cool in the middle of Alabama. Like, that doesn't happen in a, in yeah. a bus. Yeah. That's the good stuff. Like you get that. It makes it easier to enjoy the good part of travel, which is like (laughs) traveling or whatever, going where you want to go. Yeah, that's good. The unexpected excitement that uh, that can happen where with like, yeah, the it's like it's just like a smelly box for a month and a half. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand why it would be not great. So that was your only time. Was that your only time in the bus or? No, we've had, yeah, we've had a few since then, but, uh, you, um, you ever had a great one like, where it's like, Ooh, this, I could do it. If it was like this, like you ever get on a Will Smith level bus for something <laughs> or it's like, there's a basketball no. <laughs> court in here. 
<laughs> I like the idea of a Will Smith level bus. I like <laughs> I like the idea of Will Smith's bus. I, I, oh, you I don't know about like Will Smith's see... bus? It's insane. It's like it it has its own like ecosystem. It's like multiple buses, and it does have a basketball court. This is a real thing. Yeah, it's his trailer when he like shoots on movie sets. It's like oh my god, millions of dollars. Yeah, you can probably Google I've... it, like Will Smith trailer. Uh, if you've seen pictures of it, uh, it's 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 very impressive. <laughs> so if you were if you were traveling like that, I'm sure it would be you know Shania Twain might have a nicer bus maybe. <laughs> and she probably Will it's Smith just did her not get the, the why not bus from <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah shout from out the shout UK. out to why not <laughs> in the UK <laughs> if you need well that's exciting I'm I'm glad Will Smith has uh, has figured it out I'm glad I was breaking that news to you <laughs> about Will Smith's bus is a cool bus yeah I mean they've all been the, even in like seeing uh, other people's buses like uh, I remember uh, like. In my level of world, like I remember peeking in like Angels and Airwaves uh, bus, like when we were with them, I was like, oh, this is about the same. Yeah, this is like, there's no real difference here. And then like Weezer had a bus, but they flew everywhere. So I don't even know what was on the bus. It was just like an empty. (laughs) Just in case you need to go somewhere. Yeah, just in case you need to take a gigantic bus somewhere (laughs) once you're in the city. Wow. To Target, do a Target run. Yeah, we need to run out. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Angels and Airwaves riding that bus life. Everyone's got that same bus except Will Smith. He well, figured yeah. it out. Will Smith figured out how to be <laughs> super multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, is he still a Scientologist? Well, I don't know. I should check him out. I should check it out. Do they I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get out, right? I think it is. Yeah, it's true. It's like kind of like, are you ever not really a Scientologist? Like, yeah, Leah Ramini. <laughs> Leah Ramini is not a Scientologist. She made it out. She did make it out. And she Will lived Smith? to tell all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith, not so sure. Not as much. All right. So let's get into talking Twitter. Bam, bam, bam. Sure. You've been on Twitter since February 2011. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what have you been doing? Uh, on t- what were you doing on Twitter in the early days? Were you using hashtags? Were you tweeting like status updates? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. What was my first tweet? Let me figure this out. Is there a way to go back that far? Um, I th- I think there's there is like a site that's like my first tweet. My whatever, first tweet? And it'll tell you. I'm trying to go all the way back right now. Okay, I'm in 2015. I'm still in 2015. <laughs> still gonna, in 2015. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a while to get to 2012. It, but so, but, but do you try to remember your state of mind back when you joined? Like what caused you to join? Was it just like, oh, I got a lockdown my handles on all the social medias um i think i remember the band had one we all kind of had one together and then i think graham uh had a separate account and um so it was kind of uh i guess like watching graham do it i was like oh this is interesting like you can make uh you can use this for like jokes so you can do something more than just say like hey we're gonna be in this town tomorrow come check us out like whatever you would do for like the the band uh, Twitter. So, um, yeah, I liked the idea. I liked the, uh, the, I don't know, the brevity of it. Like the idea of doing just like quick little, like one liner, like two, three sentence, uh, jokes sounded really fun. It was a cool way to just, uh, try and challenge that. 
Yeah, that is good. The self-editing, you got to edit it down. Find you really got to get it down. The economy of words is important, or it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, now I think uh, now people do those extended uh, tweets where uh, you can go on a rant for... I don't know, like 17 tweets in a row. Yeah, we're living in that 280 world plus threads. Wait, is it more than 140 now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's two. They doubled it? They doubled it, Greg. I'm sorry. I haven't sent it. I haven't tweeted anything in in my it may have been a year. I think it's been a very long time. (laughs) You've uh, you've stepped away from the platform. It's yeah, I kind of stepped away from everything. I, I, uh, it's understandable, you know, when you're in the biz, you got to like, you know, maintain some of that, some privacy, some of your own time. It might have been that. Yeah, I think it was just, I didn't, it started changing so rapidly that I didn't know what to do with it anymore. Like, uh, with Twitter, I was like, well, I kind of stopped, I stepped away from comedy for a long time. And so it just kind of didn't feel, uh, necessary anymore and okay. then there wasn't, yeah they were intertwined like promote. yeah your comedy and your twitter were linked yeah exactly like that was the whole reason for it and then kind of when i stopped trying to do that it, it just yeah it didn't it didn't seem to make sense anymore and then uh, i there's like one point when i followed a bunch of people and now there's a I don't know. It just seems like chaos every time I open it up. So I never know what to like when you asked me to find uh, tweets, I really had to like go back and think like, oh, yeah, what was <laughs> who do I who do I like that's on this again? Who do I uh, who do I who did I used to follow? Right. Um, yes, it was a it was a difficult ask, especially <laughs> if you don't use the thing at all. So uh, I thank you for scrolling as far back as you did to uh, to select the tweets. And I'm sorry, I know you asked for, uh, uh, because I chose one of yours, and I I guess uh, in an act of uh, humbleness. Against the rules of the podcast, (laughs) the unspoken rules. Um, I think only a couple other people have done that, and I just asked them to send a different one, just so that we get a a more diverse. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you didn't. So luckily, I knew that you wouldn't, so I picked a second one from someone you like (laughs) for you. (laughs) So... (laughs) I got you covered, pal. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. For, yeah. No problem. But uh, I do really like your tweets. Like anytime uh, yours, anytime I do open it, I see one of yours. Uh, I don't know. The way you use it is great. You're fantastic on it. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, having the, the other Greg Ossup follow is, a, is one of the premium follows. So, <laughs> so just keep it. You'll even if you don't cuts. use it, just Maybe I'll keep, get back on and keep uh, it active. Really call out. <laughs> out all the others but i think you'll uh you'll make the cut okay great yeah just keep it keep it active <laughs> okay so how did you choose your handle when you came on was uh i guess greg Allsop was taken do you have the trouble sure. trouble locking it down with uh, so many doppelgangers yeah there was another greg Allsop. i don't know who if there still is a another at greg Allsop. i can check that out right now but um do you Maybe. often have um that in, in uh have you ever encountered another greg Allsop? no never yeah, not like I mean, not in real life, right? Um, yeah, because I know Graham <laughs> from our band has um, multiple Graham rights. He he spent a day once, I think, following all the different Graham rights. Oh wow, yeah, that are out there. <laughs> That's got to be a very popular one. A lot of British guys, probably. Yes. Oh my God, so many like middle-aged <laughs> British dudes. Uh, there's like a football player. 
I think one of them was like a scientist. Some pretty notable Graham Wrights. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, when you have sort of a kind of a generic one. Yeah, I I checked up on my namesakes uh, like on Twitter a while ago, and it was very disappointing. Uh, nothing much to speak of. And then the one name sake that is in the news so when you google steven skinner it's the uh, accused murderer from halifax uh who's about to stand trial for murder uh who was oh jeez <laughs> yeah recently <laughs> extradited from brazil after like being wanted by interpol for five years so wow steven skinner you're a you're bad that's the bad one it's, the bad <laughs> it's good thing you have that w yeah that's a real, that's why uh, i have the w once i found out about this guy you know how many years ago when he went on the lamb i'm like all right i'm w now i'm uh, i guess i'm steven w skinner so that's why well that's dark <laughs> that's really, <laughs> yeah dark namesake doppelganger to yeah, took have. A, took what was his crime was he like a serial killer or no a, it was just he a, murdered um he's wanted for the murder or he was uh charged with the murder of stacy adams from halifax oh God. uh and he's like a former mma guy like a f- big fighter he's like a big huge bald guy so well, <laughs> sorry to bring the mood of the podcast down. <laughs> Not this Steve this Skinner. Yeah, talking Twitter segment. Clearly, the better Steve Skinner. So yeah, yes. that, that's why you had to go with other Greg Alsop. <laughs> is what I was getting. Yes. To. Yeah, I don't think uh, the original at Greg Alsop. I don't. I don't even see him on it right now. I just did a search on uh, people. There's no at Greg Alsop. Maybe I can take it. You could definitely. Maybe I can take, take it. both. If it's not, if it's not showing up, it's available. I might take this right now. I might take <laughs> <laughs> scoop on I, the I like air. Jump this on is it. live. You got to sign up for this handle. You are no longer on the Greg All of All my old FFs are, will be null and void. You'll be now Greg <laughs> All <laughs> You'll be Maybe the I'll Greg All You deserve it. You're like, different. I was going to say, you're the, when you Google Greg All it's like your picture that comes up and it's all your stuff that comes up. So I think you deserve it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe <laughs> SEO, you have the best. Into Twitter. <laughs> you have the best SEO. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Google is very optimized for me. Yeah, your brand is strong. All right, Thanks. so um, so I guess this talking Twitter segment is kind of tough. Have you ever had any memorable interactions that you can recall? Um, I know the band had an interaction with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Whoa! Yeah, we tweeted at him after his uh, the rock clock, uh, like his alarm clock. Uh, I guess app came out that I don't even know what it did. I think it was just an alarm clock app, but it was like <laughs> supposed to wake you up uh, and motivate you with the rock. Right. I, I guess. Get it. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Yeah. So I think uh, we downloaded it and then uh, took like a screenshot and said like, "Hey, like no more missing sound check uh, with our new." the rock clocks um, out there. And then uh, he tweeted back something like, oh, awesome, TCP, loving the new rock clock. So he almost got us right. But. That's great. Everyone gets it a little wrong, and that's kind of the fun of it. Just a little. <laughs> wow, that's cool. The rock himself. Yeah, we, we, got a, we got a reply from him. Well, that's a fun interaction. Yeah, he's pretty popular uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I think he's pretty popular in the world. In the world, and it kind of reflects on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think he's like, does anyone have a problem with The Rock? He's like, kind of like one of the most like beloved 
people. I think like Will Smith, The Rock, um, Adele. Ooh, these Adele. are these are yeah. all like untouchables. Yeah, the untouchables. Maybe Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, definitely an untouchable. Yeah, these are the people. So I guess like if we're heading towards like the idiocracy <laughs> thing with like Trump being president now, it would be great if The Rock was president, right? If we're if we're doing this now, <laughs> why not? If we're, if we're just <laughs> if having the way it's going. Anybody if it has to be that way, be, uh, and we're already on the decline, and there's no you know pumping the brakes. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, let's get The Rock on board while it all goes over the cliff. Yeah, like if Oprah's not gonna do it. I mean, The Rock is great. He'll get the country motivated. <laughs> yes. Step one, everyone gets the rock clock. Everyone, everyone gets, the gets up early. Clock. It's like time. forced to your phones now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like when you 2 released that album and it just <laughs> appeared on everyone's uh, iTunes. Exactly. Everyone, everyone will have the rock clock. It'll be a very punctual United States of America. <laughs> oh, that would be great if everyone was punctual. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a couple here talking Twitter questions left here. And, uh, Greg, i got a question for you. Who would be mm-hmm. your dream follow-back? Now, that's someone that you currently follow who you just love a follow-back from. Oh, man. Uh, I know you don't use it so much, but surely when you joined, you followed, like, all the all the big names. So there's got to be some yeah. people out there who, you, back in the day, you love their tweets. Oh, man. I think... Uh... Yeah, like there, I mean, there are so many good like comics, like Patton Oswalt, like all the all the main people, Sarah Silverman, uh, anyone who like you know was really using it, like back in like I don't know what two thousand nine, two thousand ten, like that first wave of uh, Twitter comedy, the original, the OGs of Twitter. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, that would have been amazing. Like if I don't know, like if Sarah Silverman had like one of my tweets and i don't follow back yeah that would have been incredible yeah that that's what i'm back. talking about sarah silverman that's a great answer she's okay good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm looking for just that <laughs> i feel like i'm stumbling don't need this to right uh, like stretch it out <laughs> don't feel the need all right now okay. the final talking twitter question will get you out of this the your ultimate dream follow back now this is any person real or fictional living or dead my ultimate dream follow back uh tom hanks tom hanks He's so great. that's a great one yeah and he always signs I would love them to hanks. Have like that a little back and forth tom hanks <laughs> that would not be bad it would be yeah if you send him something about typewriters for sure he'd be interested in it sure <laughs> Yeah, I think that's definitely <laughs> he has a Google alert for anything about typewriters. <laughs> sure does. All right. So now let's get into the tweets. And you have selected one of your tweets to share with the show. We were supposed to choose one of our own, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe if, if you have okay. it, if you could share it, if you could read it, I can't pull it. Okay. Um, what's it like having a career in music? You feel glory. You feel whole. You feel like you're part of some sort of glorious whole. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Get it, everybody. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> now that that one's right up my alley. That I'm glad you picked that one. That's a great one. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, from uh, 2014, the yeah. height of Twitter for me. Height yeah. of Twitter. It was a good year. Good year for wordplay. It was a great year. Good year for wordplay. Um, yeah, so did it. <laughs> and I have picked one that's more recent. Uh, oh, okay, and, and my pick from you is 
my TSA pat down assured me he'd only be using the back of his hand. Because nothing bad has ever happened using the back of a man's hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy. Travel. Yeah, timely. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, airports are good for, as, as hacky as I say airport humor can be, airports are good for humor. It's good because a lot of people can relate to it. A lot of people traveling through those airports. And they're ridiculous. <laughs> also, they're ridiculous. Yeah. In today's day and age. They're ridiculous. Uh, they're yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I also got one here from uh, <laughs> Babe Sheckler. And it says, <laughs> first day of Christmas shopping season. Been up since 3.30 draining Red Bulls and trying to find a crappy tire that'll price match Kijiji. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone check out Babe Sheckler. <laughs> that was great. That's uh, an excellent one. I love that. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Now we get into your picks from others. Um, and as we mentioned, you did pick uh, one of my tweets. And it was a picture tweet also. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Uh, Not good for a podcast. A little tough for the podcast. So luckily I've picked a replacement tweet. So uh, <laughs> if you have the Aaron Eves tweet, mm-hmm. would you like to share it with us? Yes. Uh, this was from February 26, 2017. Uh, just wrote the word Oscars on a piece of paper and tucked it neatly inside my butthole. <laughs> Winky face. Winky emoji god <laughs> face. Uh, Aaron Eves, so funny. What he makes those? me laugh so much. Just, just, I mean, just something like that. Like, that's just like, there's so almost like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just like a perfect, he perfectly like dissects uh, how bizarre the world is. His view of it is like fantastic. I remember him telling a joke once about, well, I think it was like, I think we're going back to Tom Hanks again, but I think it was something <laughs> about like Tom Hanks and uh, Julia Roberts doing like a makeout scene in a movie. And it's like two ATMs just like feeding money into <laughs> each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a classic Garen Eves bit. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, I don't know. His just like his imagery is always incredible. So yeah, this is uh, that's a good take on the Oscars. Good take on the Oscars. Uh, everyone, to go check out Aaron Eves at Aaron Eves. All mm-hmm. right, and I have selected a backup replacement tweet for the one that you have misselected. <laughs> and Sorry, <laughs> don't apologize. It's my own secret rule that nobody knows. <laughs> I can't can't enforce it till after the fact. So this tweet comes to us from the aforementioned Steph Steph Callender. At Steph Callender on Twitter. And the tweet is, When it's my time, I hope to go peacefully in my sleep and then become Slimer. <laughs> become Slimer! <laughs> Steph, what? <laughs> Steph is great. Uh, she's also a person who's made me laugh numerous times uh, and incredibly hard. And everyone should go check her out on Twitter. And she pairs great with Aaron Eves. Yeah, great pairing. They uh, a power couple. Two great tastes. They taste great together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Okay, Thank glad. I'm. For, I'm uh, glad that you uh, you agree with my choice. Couldn't read my own tweet on here, so <laughs> let's keep it rolling. All right, now we get in to the questions from Twitter. All right, here we go. 
Uh, let's open up the question bag. All right, now the first question comes to us from my favorite question asker. I'm talking about Timmy at the Timmy Toes, and he's got a great question for you, and it is, how many fingers do you put through the handle of a typical coffee mug when you pick it up? I, hmm, four, three. I think it depends. Actually, you know what? I don't use the handle that often. Whoa. I kind of, I aim the handle, like if I'm thinking about it, honestly, I aim the handle kind of away from me and then like wrap my arm around it uh, or like fingers around it and pick up the whole thing. But yeah, I, I rarely drink from the hand or like hold the handle when drinking. Wow. You're fully palming the mug. Yeah. Doesn't that get hot on your hands? Uh, I try and find a, a place to put the mug down. Got it. Yeah, because I, I also don't like really hot coffee. Perfect. If, it's, if it feels uh, too hot, then uh, I'll just like leave it somewhere for 10 to 15 minutes yeah, until too, I can yeah. drink all of it in like three gulps. <laughs> you just uh, slam it down? Yeah. And uh, how are you taking your coffee? Uh, milk. Whole milk. Ooh, whole milk. Very good. Yeah. One, like maybe, uh, I would say like one, uh, one centimeter of whole milk in the bottom of the mug. And then I fill the rest with coffee. No, oh, good. Good to know <laughs> for the listeners out there. Great way yeah, to take it. Yeah, that's how I like my coffee. If anyone ever brings me a coffee. Like to know. That's the way. <laughs> All right. The next question comes to us from Tom at Trojan Sauce. Uh, his question is, <clears throat> hi, Greg, long time reader, first time commenter. One, how did TPC choose the tracks for the 10 Days, 10 Songs album? Were they personal favorites or just random selections? That was a really good impression. I'm working on it. That one I felt was maybe not 100%, but he's got another question, so I'll try to okay. do better on the next one. All right, well, I'll let you prep your throat while I uh, <clears throat> answer this. The uh, Yeah, they were all personal favorites just songs that we thought would be exciting to play to learn to play um it was a cool exercise of you know tr we never really played covers before it was you know maybe once in a while but um to have to do 10 of them and 10 that were all kind of completely different was yeah it was a fun challenge it was a fun challenge as a band and i think it kind of taught us that we could take a song that didn't sound like a tokyo police club song and try and turn it into a Tokyo Police Club song. So, yeah, we love all those songs. Little Sister is one of my favorite songs. Harlem Shake song, that's an all-time favorite. Um, Jimmy World. Yeah, yeah I was really a lot of great songs. Project. And a lot of people have the Kelly Clarkson one, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an amazing song. That's an undeniable one. Yeah, undeniable. People love it. Um, yes. Yeah, it's the Tom Hanks of songs. It is the, definitely the Tom Hanks of songs. Just America's <laughs> sweetheart of songs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that we should talk about that. You did 10 covers in 10 days. What a grueling jaunt in the studio, but pretty cool. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, well, okay. It was uh, exhausting. Yeah, we... Um, yeah, we'd get into the studio every day at like 10 a.m. And then by, I think, midnight, we had to have the entire song like recorded, mixed, mastered and like ready to put out the next day. Wow. That's so cool. that was wild. It was. And uh, yeah, actually, uh, it was right after that recording session that I stopped doing stand up. You did. Oh, yeah. That just took it out of you. It was like, no, well, wasn't it wasn't that. It drained your soul. <laughs> I did mushrooms. 
I did mushrooms on the last day that we were there. We were recording at the Red Bull Studios and somebody had brought in like chocolate mushrooms because it was down in Venice Beach. So I guess like, I don't know, we're in California. And uh, (laughs) I remember we were in like the Red Bull Studios in the Red Bull offices. And the first like hour of mushrooms was amazing. We were like sliding down this... um, half pipe that they had in there and it kind of looked like a rainbow and like running around drinking Red Bull and that. And then for like the last like four hours, I laid down on a couch and then like went through my life. And then somewhere within there, uh, I was like, oh, you should stop doing comedy. Oh, you had like a life changing revelation. It was a life changing uh, trip. Yeah. Wow. Um, at the end of that 10 day, 10 cover thing. That was, uh, yeah. The last time I did comedy was like right before that. And then I never did stand up again. Wow. Wow. I never knew. I never knew. You had an epiphany. I had an epiphany on mushrooms. Yeah. You had a spirit <laughs> Which quest. Which I think is what should happen. Yeah, yeah. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad that they worked. <laughs> it worked for you. It worked. Yeah. And they were chocolate? That's even better. Yeah, it was delicious. It wasn't terrible. Uh, Well, thank you for that uh, answer. And the second question by Tom is, Mm -hmm. would you rather accidentally post a tasteful nude to your Facebook story and have your aunt message you saying something like, oh my, someone's all grown up, or legally change your name to Gleg, and you can't change it back? Gleg? Gleg. <laughs> um, maybe I'd go with Gleg. You're gonna uh, go with Gleg? I, I thought you'd I go I'd with go... Tasteful Nude for sure. Uh, wait, how tasteful? In- incredible. It's in brackets. It says tasteful. Oh, okay. <laughs> but is it like, is it fully, like, am I, uh, is, are you seeing everything? Yeah, I think so. Or I think that's you, the point of the news. Yeah. Like, is it tasteful enough that I like my knee it's, is covering up? No, I think it's tasteful. Like, it's soft focus, and maybe you're on like a velvet cushion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, paint this nude for me. <laughs> I think I need more. Uh, I think I need more clarification. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine this uh, me nude. Uh, it's it's fine. Oh, so you're gonna go with Gleg? <laughs> Well, wait, and then uh, Gleg, is that short for Gleggery? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it would be. Okay. Um, so I guess you could go by either. You could go, yeah, okay. Go it by could Gleg, be Gleggery. Or, or Gleggery in or more formal Gleg. situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I would go with Gleg. Uh, maybe I'm more shy about uh, my body now. <laughs> okay, great. So there's your answer. You're going to go... With Gleg. I think I'll, I You're guess I'll keep go your with privates Gleg. private and it's fine. Make sure to never post nudes to Facebook. <laughs> the weird thing is like after I said that, like I had a, an instant like feeling of regret and then I remembered, oh, it's not real. It didn't, yeah, it's not real. It's a <laughs> hypothetical. It's a, I'm not held to this. Yeah, no, it's a hypothetical. Okay. Yeah. You could even change your mind. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, like when am I, when do I really have to submit my answer? No, when if, I, this, when am I gonna... <laughs> if it actually happens, yeah, you got to, uh, you got to let us know. All right. So thank you very much, Tom. And the next question comes to us from anagram champion, Thomas Brendel, who has anagrammed your name into polar eggs. And he, oh. <laughs> and he asks, what would you name your pet penguin? Um, 
Tux. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah, that sounds cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Tux, get over here. <laughs> yeah, you can really shout that and not feel uh, ashamed about it. Tux, be careful over there. Yeah, anyone can say it. It's cute. It is fun. Okay, and the he has anagrammed Tokyo Police Club into mm. Bulky Toe Piccolo. And the question is, what is the most unusual instrument you've seen a band use? Um, Once we played with this band in... Uh, columbus ohio who had a like a vinyl record player on stage and they were playing like they would play it in between songs which was cool and then we realized like they're playing our songs in between like their songs so they had like a vinyl of our first like two records and then would play like sped up or slowed down versions of our songs in between their songs when they were opening for us. It was weird. What? Oh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. It was. It was bizarre. We didn't quite understand why. It was like, are they making fun of us? Is this homage? Is this just something they do? Or Some sort of uh, statement. Mm. Yeah. Unclear. And still to this day unclear? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we asked them oh. afterwards. They, uh, they kind of like cleared out right after their set was done. So the mystery remains. Mystery remains. What is the intent? Ooh, weird. Okay, well, very good. So the weird thing is the vinyl record. All right, the next question comes to us from Pigeon Fancier, friend of the show, Isabel Zatun. And oh, I listened to that podcast. Oh, you listened to her episode. The, I really liked that one, yeah. Isabel's great, and she came and recorded it live in my house in beautiful Waterdown, Ontario. So thank you very much to Isabel for the question. Thanks for coming out. Great friend of the show. Everyone check her out and check her mm-hmm. show out, Hack Couture, if you're in and around Toronto. Great show. I loved your story about punching that guy. <laughs> yeah, she had a great story. Um, okay, so her question <laughs> to you is, how will you explain Kurt Cobain's death to your children? Will you say it was a suicide or that Courtney had him killed? Will you talk about the complexities of depression, love, greed, success, infidelity, and living with chronic pain? And also don't say I'm not having kids because that was not part of the question. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am having kids and now I have to think about this. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I think I would say it's probably a suicide. There was, I would then, I guess, explain... <laughs> the, uh, I don't know when are my kids going to hear Nirvana for the first time I guess that's up to me right before you tell them what happened to yeah, Kurt so, <laughs> sit down everyone yeah I'm going to play you uh, a band from my youth and then tell you the story of the lead singer and how he passed on um, I think I would tell them that it was uh, supposedly a suicide and he was very troubled and no one knows uh for sure though because there's been speculation that maybe uh maybe he didn't kill himself but i don't know yeah that's <laughs> but the, <laughs> you're good. you're gonna go with the official story right that's the i think i'll tell them that and then yeah. uh i would like them i would tell them that there is yeah, it's questionable though. Yeah, you'll leave the door open. I would. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to close the door on it for sure. Hopefully, my kids have a healthy curiosity. 
and uh, maybe we'll research it like, for them themselves. Your kids <laughs> maybe research they'll, they'll it and find the, the real yeah, killer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> solve the mystery. That's I, the thing. They're going to be a, uh, I'm going to raise a family of uh, youthful detectives and they're going to really get to the bottom of the Kurt Cobain. Hey, I mean, it's not Did that crazy, right? Patton Oswalt, uh, his wife uh, who passed mm-hmm. away, he got her book published and they just arrested the suspect of that cry of all those crimes yeah people are crediting her book for helping uh so yeah it's not out of the realm of possibility it isn't yeah and i think people would open up to kids yeah if it's just a little kid who's asking yeah. hard-hitting <laughs> questions about kurt cobain suicide really lulls you into a, a sense of sense of security you're just talking to this kid <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel good about it. Yeah. So no, nope, now my future child has a life's purpose. All right. Well, I think that was a great answer, and I think you're going to be a great dad. All right. Thanks. Now the next question comes to us from Bun at Eminmin, and the question is: Have you ever been to Tokyo? Also, what's your favorite egg-based breakfast dish? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've been to Tokyo three times. Um, the first two times were with my band and then I was there a year ago with my wife. Mm. Um, yeah, it was great. I love Tokyo. It's, uh, like the future, but now, um, <laughs> that's cool. What was the coolest thing you've seen in Tokyo? Oh, um, when Dave and I, when the first time the band went like back in 2007, Dave, our singer and I stayed an extra, maybe like three or four days. And on our last night that we were there, uh, we found this bar. It was like a tiny, tiny, like room of a bar up, I think on the fifth or sixth floor of just like a a shopping plaza called punk rock bar. (laughs) And it was just like covered in, uh, like Sharpie, um graffiti from other bands who had found this place like the buzzcocks had signed it and like fallout boy and like the foo fighters and like it was just like everyone like any band that had ever come through like tokyo somehow like finds this bar and like just outside of like shibuya and then would come have a great time meet a bunch of people and like end up signing the wall and like no one told us about it we were just looking for stuff to do and this was like even before the internet. So we were just looking through the phone book, I think in our hotel (laughs) and for like bars nearby. And it was like, Oh, punk rock bar. That sounds cool. Let's check that out. And it was a wild night. We met, um, in the bar, there was a, uh, guy from San Francisco, a guy from France, a girl from Montreal and a girl from Brantford, Ontario. And the girl from Brantford, Ontario, new people that we knew from Brantford, Ontario. We had like mutual friends. Whoa, from Tokyo, small world after all. Very small world. Wow, very cool. Um, yeah, so that was that was the coolest thing that we did in Tokyo. We had a good night out. We all went, we did karaoke. Um, we stayed out till 6 a.m. Uh, it, was, it was a Tokyo night. That sounds amazing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the second question was, what was your favorite egg-based breakfast dish? Just uh, like a basic like cheddar cheese omelet. Mm. So just cheese and egg? Just cheese and egg, yeah. And like a, not a ton of cheese, but like an, uh, enough, like not overly cheesy. It's like <laughs> a thin two-egg and cheddar cheese omelet. Nice. So we got a few more questions here as we start to wind it down. 
And this sure. one comes to us from our mutual friend and friend of the show and my cousin, Kyle Davidson, at Kyle Davidson on Twitter. And he's mm-hmm. got a bunch of questions, so let's rapid fire this uh, bullet point sure. style. Ready? Uh, how often do you open Twitter but not tweet? <laughs> uh, rarely. Rarely. Was David Letterman nice? Um, Enough. <laughs> Gruffly polite? He was, yeah, he was like polite enough. We didn't really have a lot. We, I don't think I said any words to him right um paul schaefer though extremely nice Mm, ebullient yes yeah very friendly talked to us ahead of time was excited that we were from canada uh no he was great and uh agreed to play uh crappy dollar store tambourines on our song that's so cool playing with paul schaefer (laughs) schaefer on tambourines Mm -hmm. dollar store tambourines (laughs) um (laughs) next question from kyle What's your favorite big festival to play? Oh, um, Coachella is great. Um, the it's it's very pleasant there, even when it is really hot. But I think the best festival from like a band experience and fan experience would be uh, Hillside and Guelph. Guelph, yes. Shout out local festival, Guelph, Ontario. It's just so pleasant. It's done so well. Like the uh, the local vendors are great. The crowds are great. It's right by Guelph Lake, so it's a uh, you can go for a good cool off swim. Yes, everyone go check it out this summer. Hillside. Um, now Kyle asks, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Nice, good answer. I I <laughs> I, uh, I I don't uh, drink too much uh, the soda anymore, but I uh, prefer coca-cola just let the record show i know we were talking about me drinking pepsi earlier (laughs) i have Mm -hmm. switched allegiances like when i was younger i was full pepsi pepsi life (laughs) that was what we bought yeah i think i was too i was full on pepsi until uh my 20s and then i kind of stopped drinking yeah i don't really drink a lot of pop anymore but if i do yeah coke actually i mean to be honest dr pepper if i'm gonna really have like a uh uh soda of choice. Dr. Pepper. Soda yeah. of choice, Dr. P. Good one. All right, and uh, his next question is, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, the last movie I saw was half of the Avengers Infinity War. You only seen half? Yeah, I went to see, it was, uh, we had a day off in New York, and uh, I had like a meeting in Manhattan in the afternoon, and then a dinner plan with friends at like 9 p.m., and so it was a long time to just be in the middle of Manhattan. And it was like a very cold, rainy day. Um, so I went to go see uh, A Quiet Place. And it was great. Nice. And I came out and our uh, guitar tech, Kenny, just happened to be in the same theater and was going to see Avengers Infinity War. And I still had hours to kill. So I just snuck into the theater with him. <laughs> the classic sneak him in. I've never done it before. It was so thrilling. <laughs> I felt, I felt like, I, like the entire time I didn't feel settled. <laughs> I was yeah. nervous the entire half of the movie that I saw. Um, and then I had to leave uh, as well to go uh, to sneak meet my friend. As well. <laughs> yeah, so both times, very, uh, very conspicuously. Nice. And his final question, is 280 characters too many to allow people to use to ask questions? because it's 280 now yeah 
I didn't know. <laughs> when did this happen? Okay, when did they change from 140 uh, to 280? When did they? It would spin a while. Um, oh, God. Yeah, maybe like a year. Or less. Yeah, so... <laughs> in, in the last year or so. Yeah, it's a bit... People were outraged. Yeah. It's so just, wait, do you? how do you feel about it? Do you feel like 280 is too much? Yeah, and most of my tweets are still well under <laughs> 140 uh, on the on the scale. Mm-hmm. I still keep it pretty I, succinct. I mean, 280, well, 280, yeah. I mean, it, it always was kind of frustrating when you're like, oh my God, yeah. I have to just like, if I had like five more carry, but it was always by like five, like five yeah. or seven, like a very like reasonable amount of uh like those those negative characters like the so 280 that's a lot it's a lot it does allow i have seen a few there's a few tweets where i'm like okay this is great they really used the explored the space of the 280 like they used great uh language and it couldn't have been told with less than 280 so i guess i see the the potential but it's like Mm. you know sometimes you don't like change i guess that's what it comes down to it comes down to crotchety old original <laughs> crotchety Twitter users. Old <laughs> Skinner hates it when they move the button for send a tweet. Like, ah, uh. <laughs> every update they change like where something is located, and it's incredibly frustrating. You heard it here first, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No one's <laughs> Greg. You wouldn't know Power about user, this. I'm talking Steven to the Twitter folks out there who just log on to Twitter. All right, we got a final question coming from wife of the show, Cat Scanner. Mm-hmm. And it's a classic question. She asks, what is your favorite place out of everywhere you've been and why? Oh, that's such a nice question. This is a nice general good question. Yeah, uh, my favorite place uh, that I've played or just been? Yeah, I think been out of everywhere you've been. Oh, um, I mean, I think California. Mm, great it's Uh, great the entire state is amazing and i feel pretty lucky that i've been able to live here for i mean almost four years now but uh i'm leaving soon but we'll always be coming back yeah well great answer i also had the pleasure of living in california uh, ever so briefly for six months or so uh and Mm -hmm. it was great i look back on it fondly and i miss the weather (laughs) all the time (laughs) It's the best state. I don't know. There's just like, you can't say anything uh, bad about it. It's got everything here. The mountains, the ocean, the, the stars, the desert. What's your What's your favorite place or top three if you can't decide? Oh, um, Malibu. Um, I think like, you know, like once a month we try and go out to Malibu and just uh, walk along the beaches there and um, get a burrito. Uh, there's amazing burritos out there. Yeah, Malibu. Malibu. Uh, I love going out into yeah the boo. <laughs> I love um, going out to like Palm Springs area, Joshua Tree. Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh, about. That's my hood. That's where I live. That's your hood. That's it's great. Live. I mean, the town's so fun. It's uh, it's like a beautiful uh, community that they've got there. It's really fun to just walk around the downtown, and then when you step outside and get into the desert, that's mesmerizing it's like you're on mars it is it's kind it's of a nuts. whole different planet yeah sparse with uh little patches of shrubbery everywhere but yeah very yeah very deserted but it's a dry heat greg that's what makes it so good 
I agree. It's a dry heat. I'm okay with the dry heat. It's dry heat. Yep. So Palm Springs and any final spot that you'd recommend? I think people got to give the Valley another chance. I, I've been living in the Valley, yeah, for a few years now. And you know what? It's There's a lot going on here. Venture Boulevard has some great vintage stores. Um, there's a great record store. There's several in and outs um, <laughs> and Paquito Mosses. Um, there's a great dive bar uh, right on you know Van Nuys Ventura. You know, the Valley people, the Valley's cool. Okay, it, you heard it here. Whenever you're visiting now LA, you yeah, give it, give it a try. You heard it here. The Valley is back. So you've been living in the <laughs> Valley. I, you hardly said like at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> you haven't uh, accumulated. I tried that to accent. suppress it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, Greg. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, and thanks for coming out. Thanks for answering all the questions, and we had a great time. And now we're starting to wrap it up. So things we're promoting, Tokyo Blaze Club, new blues, everyone check it out. Link in the show notes. Very cool. Please do, yeah. Yeah, I'm digging, Please, yeah. I'm digging it. It's uh, very cool. It like just stays in that pocket, just just goes. And uh, the video is cool too with the sparkler. So everyone watch the video. Yeah, please. Yeah, it'll be the it's the first song of uh, we're releasing a few songs this summer and then a new album in the fall. And then we'll be touring everywhere from that point on. So, yeah, come check us out. So come check them out when they're in your city and check the show notes for all the links of Greg's fun videos that he used to do. And <laughs> I, I guess we didn't talk about your solo music. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> something that you also don't do anymore right (laughs) well yeah not so much i've been uh i've made those songs uh a few years ago or i was specifically that one uh losing our head for my friend steph's uh um uh web series versus valerie i was doing uh composing work for it and music supervising and trying to put my friend's songs in there but there was one episode where we didn't have a song at the end. It was kind of getting down to the wire. And so uh, I wrote that song, and uh, Losing Our Heads, to play over the credits of one of the episodes. And uh, I don't know, I liked the song. And I uh, I always really liked the, <laughs> the that video, uh, <laughs> the, the D'Angelo video, the one. And so uh, I, I don't know, I've got uh, my friend Andrew Strap <laughs> to... <laughs> bring a camera to uh, my living room at the time and and shoot me fairly exposed. <laughs> yes, uh, listeners, if you're knowing the, the D'Angelo video that we're talking about. Yeah. It is revealing. It's pretty revealing, yeah. it. Uh, we got it. I think we went as far down as we could without it being not safe for work. It might still not be safe for work. I'm not <laughs> sure. Don't watch it if you're at work. Yeah, don't watch that work, but definitely link in the show notes to check that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's a great song. I, I like it. It's fun and catchy. Just listened to the other day. All right, so those are the th- <laughs> those are all the things, and I guess that's it. Other Greg also up on Twitter, and now I'll play the theme, and we'll say our goodbyes. Great. So thanks again, Greg. Great talking to you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Great talking to you. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. Awesome. Can't wait to hear the new new songs. Oh, yeah. I'll send them to you. I'll send them to you. Yeah. Well, that's it. 
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Greg. Isn't he great? Very happy to share that conversation with you. So many laughs. Although he isn't too active there, you can find him on Twitter at OtherGregAlsop, and you can find his band at Tokyo Police Club, and look for them coming to your town. Be sure to follow at FOTS Pod and send a question for future guests. I implore you, follow at SkinnerSteven on Twitter. And do visit www.stevenwskinner.com for all the old episodes. And subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Five stars! Thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. Thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thanks to you very much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one.